It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday, August 23rd edition of the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Brought to you by Heritage Insurance and Purposed Financial, working together to serve you better. I'm Daniel McElroy, filling in for Rob Carney, who is enjoying some well-deserved holidays right now. We've got a full show for you today. The race for Moose Jaw Lake Centre Lanigan is heating up. There are currently five confirmed candidates running to be our next Member of Parliament. Today, we'll air my interview with Conservative Party nominee and former Moose Jaw Mayor, Fraser Tolmy. K-plus-S Homestand 21 is coming up this weekend and is promising to be one of the biggest events of the summer here in Mooshtaw. The folks down at River Street Promotions have brought in an impressive array of Canadian musicians, including Calgary Quartet, Nice Horse, they play a country tune here or there. They'll be our guests on the show today. And this is the second to last week in our 15 weeks of winning summer giveaway contest. Anyone with a sweet tooth is going to love this week's grand prize. Stay tuned to find out how you could win. All that and more, coming up on The Heartland at Noon. Discover Moose Jaw News for 18-wheeler truck wash. Now open seven days a week. They wash or you wash. Semis, farm equipment, RVs or trailers with the best prices in Moose Jaw. Good afternoon, I'm Daniel McElroy. Two impaired drivers were arrested by the Moose Jaw Police Service over the weekend in separate incidents. Shortly after 6 p.m. August 21st, the Moose Jaw Police Service attended the scene of an accident between two vehicles in the area of 13th Avenue Northwest and Caribou Street West. A Moose Jaw woman was charged with impaired driving and has been released to appear in court at a later date. The damage is estimated to be approximately $15,000. The second incident took place shortly after at 11 p.m. on Saturday near Main Street North and Saskatchewan Street East. Police responded to a report of a single vehicle collision where the driver fled the scene after causing about $5,000 in damages. The male driver was located and taken into custody with no injuries. The Trans-Canada has been home to a tetrad of grandfathers cycling across Canada for nearly a month now as they raise funds and awareness for clean drinking water in Africa. The group began their journey on July 26th in Dawson City, Yukon, with hopes of accumulating enough funds for the installation of 65 new wells. They're arriving here in Mushta tonight. Mike Woodard, the second youngest cyclist at 66, shares his thoughts on southern Saskatchewan. I don't think I've ever seen so many cows in my life. And then, uh, you know, just the rolling, you know, hills and the grain fields. And what an incredible and important agricultural hub of Canada. You know, the oil wells and gas. And it makes me feel like this is taken for granted. The group reached the 4,000-kilometer mark on Saturday just before they pulled into Gull Lake, completing a 165-kilometer jaunt from Suffield, Alberta. Saskatchewan's fall school year starts next week on September 1st, but there are still many questions about what school will look like this year. The provincial government is recommending that all students under 12, as well as unvaccinated teachers and staff, wear a mask when in common areas such as hallways, libraries, lunchrooms and school buses. However, none of these recommendations will be enforced by the province, and Education Minister Dustin Duncan says it will be mostly up to individual school divisions to decide how strictive measures they want to put in place. 
And with fall peeking its head around the corner, the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation is reminding hunters to obtain permission from private landowners. Many local landowners graciously allow hunters to track and hunt wild game on their land, and the SWF is offering some tips on how to keep that relationship respectful. Hunters are encouraged to obtain permission to enter private land even if it is not posted. Also, try to minimize vehicle use on all lands and roads prone to damage. The Wildlife Federation is also handing out hunter courtesy cards to its members to make that process easier. Call 306-692-8812 to get yours. Tonight will be the first sitting of City Council under new acting mayor Don Luning. The first item on the agenda will be to set a by-election date to elect a new mayor. The recommendation from City Administration is to have a call for nominations in mid-September with an early November by-election. Appointments will also need to be made to fill the spots left vacant on various committees around town after Fraser Tolmy's resignation as mayor. And finally, the winners of the 2021 Beautification Awards will be named as well. You can head to discovermoosejaw.com for the latest from City Hall. We are just under one month away and organizers have already unveiled the plans for this year's Terry Fox Run. The run will take place on September 19th in Waccamaw Valley. Organizer Craig Hemingway says this year will be a bit more of a hybrid event compared to the totally virtual one last year. This year we are going to be making Waccamaw Valley our, our check-in point at Kiwanis River Park. And people can show up anytime between 10 and 1 and then at that point just go and walk uh, whichever trail they, they choose to walk or run. 2021 Terry Fox t-shirts will be sold at the Waccamaw Valley Farmers Market every Saturday until September 15th. All funds from the t-shirt sales and the run go to the Terry Fox Foundation. And there were 219 new cases of COVID-19 and 142 recoveries added to Saskatchewan's pandemic tally yesterday. 1,556 cases are now considered active in the province and 94 people are in the hospital with 12 of those in intensive care. Do you have a story to share? Click Submit News at discovermoosejaw.com. And now your Golden West Radio Money Scope with Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 118 points. The Dow Jones is up 296 points. The Nasdaq is up 231 points. And the Canadian dollar is up to 79.00 cents U.S. The second full week of the federal election campaign will see conservative leader Aaron O'Toole make an announcement from the Auto Hotel where he started the campaign, then hold two virtual telephone town hall meetings. Liberal leader Justin Trudeau starts his day in Halifax with an announcement on primary care physicians before heading to St. John's, Newfoundland. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will be talking about climate change and the environment during a campaign stop in Montreal. Green Party leader Annamie Paul is in Toronto today with People's Party of Canada leader Maxime Bernier campaigning in Quebec. The Canadian Hurricane Centre says Tropical Depression Henri will make a sharp turn to the east toward the Maritimes today, with remnant moisture from the storm crossing the region today and tomorrow. Some parts of the Maritimes could see 20 to 40 millimetres of rain by Tuesday night. While Prime Minister Boris Johnson plans to meet with other G7 leaders tomorrow for urgent talks on the situation in Afghanistan, when the Paralympics open,
opened Tuesday. Afghanistan's flag will be on display as a sign of solidarity. The two Paralympic athletes from the country were unable to reach Tokyo after the Taliban took control of the country more than a week ago. A representative of the Office of the UN High Commissioner for Refugees will carry the flag in the National Stadium during the opening ceremony. That's a look at national news. I'm Chris Sumner. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are now the only team in the CFL this season to have a perfect record. The Riders are now 3-0 after defeating the Ottawa Red Blacks 23-10 on Saturday night. The Sask Lacrosse Provincial Championships took place in Prince Albert over the weekend with a strong showing from Moose Jaw. Locals Cashton Seaborg and Mason Williams won gold in the U15 division with the Regina Rain, while the U13 Moose Jaw Mustangs made it to the top of the round robin to clinch the gold. We don't usually cover local rec leagues, but this story is just too good to not tell. At a recent Provincial Women's Slow Pitch Championship, the Sisters of Mercy defeated fellow Mushjavian team Crash and Burn 29-7 in just five innings. Ironically, the game was cut short with the Mercy rule being brought in. The second Women for Women's Golf Tournament took place over the weekend at the Hillcrest Golf Club and saw over 100 golfers take part. Lori Ritwage and Debbie Davidson from the Legends Golf Course in Warman took the championship flight with a plus eight. The tournament brought in over $9,000 that will go towards scholarships for local high school women athletes. Meanwhile, Canada beat Russia 5-1 at the Women's World Hockey Championships yesterday. Goaltender Anne-Renée Desbien made six saves for the win. The Canadians dominated from start to finish, outshooting the Russians 62-7. And the Blue Jays open up a four-game series against the Chicago White Sox at Rogers Center today. The slumping Jays have lost six of their last eight games. They are four and a half games behind the Oakland Athletics for the final American League wildcard spot. Remember, we'd like your local scores and sports stories. Send them by email to sports at discovermoosejaw.com. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Looks like the fog from this morning has finally lifted. I can tell you that that made for an interesting drive-in at 4.30 this morning. Hey, but at least it's not smoke. The rest of today is mainly cloudy with 60% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm, high 21. Tonight we'll see more showers with risk of a thunderstorm, low 8. Tuesday's cloudy with a high of 16. Wednesday sunny with a high of 20. Thursday, cloudy with 60% chance of showers and a high of 19. And Friday, cloudy with 60% chance of showers and a high of 21. Yesterday, we got a full 13.2 millimeters of rainfall. Wow, where was that a month ago? Uh, at least it's all getting soaked up for the ground next year. That'll make farmers happy. The, the temperature only got up to 15.5 degrees yesterday. That's well below the seasonal normal of 25 degrees. The record high for today was set back in 1969 at 37.2 degrees. The sun rose at 6.03 today and will set this evening at around 8 o'clock. Right now, Moose Jaw and Regina are both at 14 degrees, Assiniboia, Gravelberg, Assiniboia and Gravelberg at 13, Rock Glen and Coronac also at 13, Swift Current 11, Elbow 15, and Davidson and Watrous at 14. 
Once again, Assiniboia is at 13, Regina 14, and with the wind southeast at 17 kilometers per hour, gusting to 28, and with the relative humidity at 80%, it's 14 degrees in Moose Jaw. For the latest local information, head to discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw live app. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist Drew Lerner for Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. A favorable mix of weather will occur across Canada's prairies as we move forward through this week, including Saskatchewan, with brief periods of rain and some sunshine expected. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. We do expect the first round of shower activity to occur a little later today. It is going to come in from the west. We'll look for the precipitation to occur from the Swift Current area northward through North Battleford and Saskatoon up towards Lloydminster and Cold lake as we get into the later part of the morning and into the afternoon. The precipitation will continue to work its way eastward and by the time we get to this evening and overnight tonight, many areas in the province will have received rain at one time or another and the precipitation will continue into Tuesday so we won't see dry conditions back across the region until Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Total amounts of precipitation with this event are going to run from 2 to around 8 millimeters in general but there will be a swath of the rain totals will run 8 to 20 millimeters across the central part of the province. This includes the eastern part of Lake Diefenbaker up towards the Humboldt and uh, Winyard areas and continues off to the east into the uh, Kamsack, Kenora, and maybe Yorkton areas. There may also be a little bit of shower activity of significance that occurs back towards, towards the Unity and Lloydminster area where we could see upwards to 15 millimeters of moisture. The least amount of precipitation expected to occur near the U.S. border where many areas may be left completely dry. Of course, over the weekend, we saw significant precipitation occur across parts of Manitoba, which you heard about, and some areas in Saskatchewan got some good rain yesterday, so we are continuing to bolster some of the moisture across the region, and we will see our late-season crops benefit, and more importantly, we're putting moisture in the soil for use in spring 2022. Temperatures across the region will run mostly in the teens and 20s this week, mostly upper teens through the 20s, and we'll look for nighttime lows to run mostly in the middle and upper single digits. Perhaps a few double-digit readings will occur as well. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more. 20% more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. The all-new Macdon FT2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance. From the company that brought you the original Flex Draper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit youngs.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier. Get more with the Macdon FT2 Flex Draper. When was the last time you watched a video? Yesterday? An hour ago? Maybe you're watching one right now. People love video, and for business owners, video is a great way to promote your people, your products, and your business in an engaging way. Homefields can help with professional videography services to promote your business. Maybe you need a training video or product demonstration video. We do that. We'll even look after where your video plays to help you reach new customers. Video, Homefield can help. Success starts at myhomefield.ca. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. 
Road Reports on the Heartland at Noon is brought to you by our friends over at Tip Top Roofing, serving Moose Jaw for over 30 years. Call Tip Top Roofing today for your free estimate and 10% off. Six, uh, 306-631-5975. A portion of Thatcher Drive West is closed starting today. City crews are repaving and performing track repairs between 13th Avenue Northwest and the VLA gate. Residents in the Iron Bridge subdivision will need to use the Highway 1 or Henry Street access points to uh, get into the city. Work is scheduled to wrap up next Monday, weather permitting. As a result of this construction, city transit stops at 13th Avenue Northwest, Pasco Drive West, and 13th Avenue Northwest and Mayberry Crescent East will be temporarily out of service. Passengers will be directed to board Route 3 at the temporary bus stop at the corner of Pasco Drive East. We've gotten word that a tree has been removed at the intersection of Oxford and Algoma, so you'll want to steer clear of that as well. Onto the highways, Highway 2 north of Moose Jaw going to Chamberlain is seeing some repairs in the Tuxford vicinity. You should be prepared to stop and follow the pilot vehicle if you're going that way. And two sections of the number one coming back from Regina are getting repaired today. They'll, there will be flag persons and one lane traffic, so remember to take it down to 60. If you see any traffic problems out there, let us know when it's safe to do so. Give us a call or text 693-8000 on the Moose Jaw RV and Marine text line. Here's the Paul Martin commentary. It can sometimes be useful to step back and take a wider look at the economic landscape to get a true picture of what's going on out there, with the daily headlines and election hype centered on things such as this week's inflation numbers or mandatory versus voluntary vaccination, the broader view is often lost. That's why it can be helpful to draw some insights from folks like Dr. Peter Anderson. He's a Canadian economist teaching in the U.S. who used to be a senior advisor at the Bank of Canada. He also provides monthly insights to Tech Canada, the country's largest CEO and executive development organization. In his latest report, he notes that the U.S. is now back to full recovery after the pandemic. Canada is not far behind, but he puts it in context this way. It took five years for the American economy to recover after the 2008 financial crisis. This time, it took nine months. North America is in a stronger place in a business cycle that will last for years as the pandemic actually stimulated technology adoption, and that will accelerate overall growth. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1, rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Wednesday is Men's Night at the Hillcrest Golf Club in Moose Jaw. Members and non-members are welcome to join in on the fun, which includes a $3,000 hole-in-one challenge, dew spots, a skins game, prizes for low net and low gross, closest to the pin prizes, and great specials in the clubhouse. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. We should get started on that trenching right away. Did you make a one call? I don't see any markings. I'm pretty sure I know where the pipeline is. Sorry, this is my farm and my family's safety, so pretty sure won't cut it. Let's get a locate and then we can start. Safety is everyone's responsibility. The depth and location of a pipeline can vary, so any activity on a right-of-way can have serious consequences. Always contact the pipeline operator before crossing or excavating. 
Find your local one call at clickbeforeyoudig.com. A message from TC Energy. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Can you believe that we are already in week 14 of our 15 weeks of winning giveaway contest? The summer is just zooming by. Every week, 800 CHAB and our sister stations Mix 103 and Country 100 have been giving away the best the summer has to offer with all of our local partners here in town. This week, Tristan's Treats is offering you the chance to win four $25 gift certificates, a $200 surprise goodie bag, and 12 monthly mystery subscription boxes, each worth $30. That's a prize package worth over $600 worth of candy. You can eat half now if you want and save the rest for Halloween. All you have to do to get your name entered is to to listen to the 800 CHAB Morning Show and call in with what you think is the correct answer to our daily brain teaser. Here's what we asked you this morning. During the 1980s and 90s, 41% of kids had this board game. Here's Tegan Whitco with this morning's qualifying guess. Good morning, CHAB. Who's this? Linda. Linda, do you have a guess for us? Monopoly. No, good guess, though. Okay, thank you. Thanks for your call. CHAB, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Matt Woods. Matt, what do you think it is? I think it's Candyland. And you are totally right. Congratulations. Did you have Candyland as a kid? I did have Candyland as a kid. It's probably one of the best board games out there, hey? Yeah, it is a good one. Do you have a do you have one that you like more than Candyland? Um... I was always really partial to Monopoly, actually, as much as others hate it. You know, I was going to say, that is the most popular guess that we got this morning was Monopoly. Really? Yeah! <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guessed Candyland. I mean, it kind of goes along with the prize, which you could now potentially win when we make the draw Friday morning. Yeah, perfect. And uh, you know what? Just for qualifying, my friend, you also get hooked up with a free cold brew courtesy of Tim Hortons. Oh, well, that's awesome. Coffee's on us this morning. Hey, everybody needs some free coffee on Monday. I agree. Thank you so much. Way to go, Matt. Your name's in it for that sweet, sweet deal from Tristan's Treats. It's 15 weeks of winning, 15 prizes, and a ton of fun along the way. All brought to you by our partners at Dragonfly Soul Healing, Blunder Designed Jewelry by Heidi T, Bootleg Barbers, B&B Fruit Stand, and The Sugar Shack. Now, on to our main story. You may have seen a few lawn signs popping up around town as the local candidates for the upcoming federal election start campaigning. It's only been a week since the writ was dropped, but the writing of Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan already has nominees from five different federal parties. Keatlin Zimmer is running for the Liberals, Fraser Tolmy for the Conservatives, Talon Regent is representing the NDP, while Shay Craig is once again running for the PPC. And newcomer, Craig Townsend, is representing the Maverick Party. We've also received word that the local Green Party committee also has a candidate waiting in the wings, but have yet to make any formal announcement. All in all, our writing has more choices available than almost any other in the province. Last week, we introduced you to the Liberal and NDP candidates and their policies. Today, it's Moose Jaw, its former Moose Jaw mayor and conservative hopeful. Fraser told me. Fraser, tell us, for those who aren't exactly familiar with you, what uh, kind of background and experience do you bring that are particularly pertinent to the role as a member of parliament? Well, I'm a 
former officer in the Canadian uh, Armed Forces, uh, Royal Canadian Air Force, uh, which uh, brought me here to the city of Moose Jaw. And then I became a city councillor from 2009 to 2012, and, uh, and then mayor from 2016 to uh, just recently. So obviously you're probably quite familiar with the issues uh, that have faced and are facing Moose Jaw, but uh, that's not all that's in the riding of Moose Jaw Lake Centre Lanigan. What about the more rural parts of this constituency? How are you connecting with them? Well, you, you know, the city of Moose Jaw exists because of uh, the rural communities. Where you know we are a trading centre for the farming industry and the agricultural industry, and uh, so a lot of people that. Uh, I've met out in the the rural parts of this community are are uh, you know uh, very familiar with with the community that uh, you know obviously I was mayor uh, with and uh, you know they're just uh, great people and so it's just an extension of uh, of of a larger community here. What are some of the specific issues and concerns that you are hearing for the, from the riding and what's what's your plan to address them? Well, I, there's uh, there's Quite a few uh, challenges right now. Obviously, uh, coming through uh, a pandemic, you know, we need to uh, think about getting uh, this country back on their, on our feet. And and you know, I believe that the Conservative Party is the party that actually has a plan in place uh, with Canada's recovery plan to get people uh, back to work. I know that that's a, a challenge here within. Uh, our riding that uh, uh, there's a lot of businesses that are looking for people to uh, to come back to work and and that's important uh, you know we need to some secure jobs and uh, you know I believe that we want to have a more accountable government and there are other challenges that have come with the pandemic uh, you know and, and believe that um, mental health is a, is a an important issue that we need to address and you know as mayor we were pushing for the uh the hotline and so uh, you know i want to continue to be able to do that in this role as a member of parliament and believe that we need to have a strong country and obviously secure the economy and that's very important uh, for uh, circling back to bringing jobs can you tell us about, walk us through some of those specific policies within the Conservative platform that you think will be of benefit and help people bring back jobs specifically to the riding? Well, I mean, there's many aspects to that. I, I think what's important for our area is, uh, you know, it's something that I've been experienced with is that, you know, the Conservative Party wants to attract uh, tourism to smaller communities and for people to be able to see different areas with, across the country. So that's one thing that, uh, you know, that I've obviously got experience in and uh, that they want to set aside um, infrastructure for rural projects. And, and that's been a real challenge uh, in municipal politics when you've been trying to get funding for Im- necessary infrastructure projects within your community. And they are... Uh, you know, it's like a lottery trying to get something for your own community. And so I, I think those are solid plans uh, for um, a riding like our, like ourselves and, and helping with um, growing the economy for projects that are important and necessary that are going to be growth generators.
And you obviously mentioned um, uh, the uh, balancing the economy is a big thing for conservatives. Looking at the plan here, there is a fair bit of spending here and there, increasing uh, loans to small businesses from sixty thousand to two hundred thousand, um, investing five billion dollars in things like hydro and nuclear energy, things like that. So clearly, governments have to spend money. So what makes conservative spending responsible or balanced uh, compared to liberal spending? Well, if I just go back to the point that I've just already said, that uh, you know, conservatives want to spend money on projects that are important to get people back into work, and uh, and that's that's a policy that's very important and, and strong for us because once the largest contributor to the global economy is the consumer, and when you've got people working and spending money, uh, that creates revenue. Uh, whereas right now, the Liberal government doesn't have that plan in place. We'll have more with Mr. Tomei coming up right after these messages. The Farm Stress Line is run by people who know farming is full of uncertainties, and that uncertainty causes stress. When it starts to get to you, it's important to deal with it as quickly as possible. If you're having trouble sleeping, feeling depressed, anxious, or having suicidal thoughts, call the Farm Stress Line, free and confidential, and well worth the call. 1-800-667-4442. 1-800-667-4442. Are you ready to show off your perfect pet? We've teamed up with our friends at Pet Value to show off your furry, scaly, feathery, barking, meowing, swimming, jumping, crawling pets. Each month, we'll draw five pets for a showdown. The pet with the most votes will win a gift card from our friends at Pet Value, plus the title of Perfect Pet. Get your entry in each month. The Pet Value Perfect Pet on discovermoosejaw.com and 800-CHAB. Summer's not over. There's still lots of time to enjoy all your favorite summer drinks from Urban Cellars. And with fall just around the corner, they know you can't wait to cozy up to your fall favorites either. For a cocktail perfect for any occasion, visit Urban Cellars, proudly serving all of Moose Jaw. Start your engines. On your marks. Get set. Go. Don't be that guy. Keep your truck running in tip-top shape with Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Not going to be a quick fix? No worries. They now offer loaner vehicles. The caring service you'd expect from a family-run business. The results you deserve, backed by years of training and experience. Your number one diesel truck experts. Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Visit them online at moosejawtruckshop.com. Parish and Heimbecker Moose Jaw. Focused on the value, delivery options, and payment terms that fit your operation. This is Kelsey Nall of Moose Jaw's Parish and Heimbecker. The busy season is upon us, so save yourself some time. Download the PH app to track your contracts or look at current spot pricing. Sign up for Direct Deposit 2 to save yourself a trip down to pick up a check. And as always, give us a call to put in any targets or discuss any fertilizer or chemical needs you may have. Count on experience, count on expertise, count on Parish and Heimbecker, moving tradition forward. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Thanks for sticking with us, folks. Before the break, federal candidate Fraser Tomey was telling us all about the Conservative Party's economic platform. Here's part two of our interview. 
When we spoke last, um, after you were nominated, uh, you mentioned that um, one concern that you had been hearing a lot from local residents was feelings of Western alienation. Uh, I'm just wondering, surely if, if the West is to stop feeling alienated, then it needs Western MPs to, to be the ones at the table bringing forward their constituents' concerns and forming those policies. And yet we often see with, with the most high-profile portfolios going to MPs from Eastern Canada, regardless of whether it's a Conservative or a Liberal government. Why should we expect that anything would be different with this election? You know, that's a, that's a very um, big question to ask. I, I believe that, you know, we are a country that needs to be united. And so that's going to require... Uh, the party to pay attention to what's going out on what's going on in the West, and uh, and you know that is where my job as uh, as a previous mayor and working with different levels of government to have our voice heard, uh, I believe is going to be essential, especially for this riding. And so uh, my job will be to bring a voice uh, to the party and uh, to uh, uh, Eastern Canada and Ottawa and to share what's going on in our constituency and do the best job that I can. Were you to be elected, are, are there any specific uh, caucuses or committees that you uh, have your eye on? Well, you know, agriculture is a big... Uh, uh, it was very important in our riding, and obviously that's something that's uh, near and dear to my heart, especially with the, all the hard work and effort that we've put towards, uh, you know, creating water security in this region and, and uh, trying to help out the region, uh, you know, with the Buffalo Pound water treatment plant and making sure that uh, people have clean drinking water. So uh, that's one area. Obviously, I, I, I um, you know, with the military background, defense and, and having a strong country and being able to protect our borders is something else that I'm very interested in. Uh, but obviously, I will do my best in whatever uh, role or capacity is given to me uh, to serve uh, not only the constituents, but, but our country as best as I can. Speaking of farmers, uh, uh, scientists are predicting that if climate change is not uh, brought under control, prairie provinces uh, are going to see continued unreliable and devastating weather conditions like we've seen this summer. Just back in March, the Conservative Party voted not to acknowledge that climate change was a a real threat at their caucus meeting. Uh, How would you have voted in that meeting? Well, let me just uh, uh, say, you know, in my role as mayor, I've worked with not only the provincial government, but also with the Moose Regina Corridor uh, Committee in order to uh, uh, press forward the $4 billion uh, uh, water irrigation project in this region to create sustainable crops. And I think that's very important. And those are projects, again, that I circle back to that uh, I believe are essential in order to create stability for farmers to have stable crops, which also creates ag value-added businesses. And so, uh, you know, quite honestly, that's where I'm, where my focus has been. And so, hypothetically, had you been at that meeting, would you have voted yes that climate change was a real threat or no that climate change is not again, a real threat? I, you know, again, I, I go back to, uh, you know, what's important uh, for people on the ground uh, and the importance of this agricultural and water security in this region, and that's very important to this region, and that's that's uh, something that I'm, I've been supportive of. So going forward, what could make voters trust Conservatives to take real action on climate change when over half the caucus doesn't believe that it's a real threat? 
Uh, you know what? I, I really don't have an answer for that. I, I, I've never met a farmer that doesn't know how to recycle. Uh, you know, I've, I've met uh, people throughout this riding that, uh, you know, that it's, it's an everyday thing for us. I think what's a real concern is that the way that the Liberal government has been pursuing this is that they're punishing people as opposed to um, providing an opportunity for people to buy in. And uh, when I look at my grocery bill going up from 180 dollars a week to 229 dollars a week and the price of gas going from a dollar 19 to a dollar 31 uh, and then you get a 600 dollar tax credit at the beginning of the year it doesn't equate and so uh, i think there's got to be a better solution and uh, and a new way forward in our last conversation, you were um, upfront about your pro-life position. I'd like to give you uh, a bit of a chance to unpack that. Uh, being pro-life means so can I, many. Can different- I ask you? I thought we were supposed to be doing a get-to-know-the-candidate interview. This seems to be more a policy-driven. Where? where- well, people will get to know you via the policies. I, I'm giving you a chance to unpack okay, yeah, unpack right. your your views so that people will get okay. to know who yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, no, no, no worries. I just, I just obviously, I, I had a different expectation, but no, that's okay. No, oh, I'm sorry about that. I think most people are pretty familiar with with you at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, but I'd like to give you the chance to unpack that, just because being pro life can mean so many different things to so many different people. So what informs your decision to consider yourself a pro-life person and what does that look like with the kinds of policies that you might be bringing forward as a pro-life candidate? Well, I, you know, it's, it's based on my faith and I believe uh, in the sanctity of life and I think that's important. I think after what we've been through uh, this past year with the, um, uh, 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 you know, attempt to, uh, you know, protect humanity through this covid pandemic that uh, you know uh, you know society does care about human life and then that's that's where i stand would you uh, once if elected would you um act on that would you seek to uh um per- perhaps per- create more incentives for adoption or for parents to keep children or or more uh financial security yeah, for I, single mothers or, yeah, or to absolutely. reduce financial that's, that's very yeah, I think that's very important that, uh, you know, you, you, we want to, you know, care for other, other people within our community and, and finding, uh, good homes for people, uh, young, young, you know, young children, uh, and parents that uh, are looking to, to, uh, help, um, someone, uh, is, is very important. You're obviously passionate about, uh, economics and, and reducing, uh, reducing Canada's debt load. Uh, walk us through why that's such an important priority for you. Well, because I have two children, I've got an, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and uh, if we don't start stop this snowball effect, um, you know, I am passing on a, a debt load to them that uh, will increase their taxes and affect their um, uh, cost of living and and their livelihoods in the future. And I and I and my job is to provide a better future not a, a, a more difficult future. And so I think that's uh, very important for, uh, for, for people that are fiscally responsible and want to provide a better future for not only their children, but their grandchildren. 
Would you say that you feel similarly about uh, um, what some are calling the environmental debt load that we're leaving our future generations with? If people can't grow any food or if there's there's no livelihood to be had in a certain area because they simply can't live there anymore, say the Maritimes where the water could be, uh, sea levels could be rising and people have to leave their homes, it's not really going to matter much what the debt is if it becomes an existential threat. You know, and I, I go back to this, which is what I've shared with you before. Uh, you know, I have pushed uh, in this region for water security so that we can create sustainable crops. And, and that is important. And we have had dry seasons in the past. And uh, we've never, you know, we've, that has impacted our economy. And so uh, that creates a challenge for farmers. And so in order to, ha- to combat that, having water security and access to water so that farmers, uh, you know, can have sustainable crops is very important. And so that's important to this region. And, uh, and I think that's something that we've already addressed and we will continue to address. Our thanks once again to Mr. Tolmy for taking the time to speak with us today. Election Day is September 20th and there will be advance polls from September 10th to 13th. We'll take a time out and be right back with some music from a band set to make their Moose Jaw debut this weekend at K Plus S Homestand 21. CHAB connecting the community. Hi, I'm Shane Folk. I'm pitmaster and owner of Hillside Smoke and Q, and uh, we're inviting you to enter Smoke in the Valley's amateur backyard competition this fall. We're going to be out at Buffalo Pound this year. They're blocking off a whole section of the campground for us, so each team will get a powered campsite. The rest of the, the info is up on our Facebook page there, Smoke in the Valley, or they can shoot us a message if they've got any specific questions connecting the community brought to you by urban cellars located on south hill serving all of moose jaw they offer a large selection of wines spirits beers and seltzers stop by today rasa whitecap charlet and how red angus serving you in the past present and the future charlet and red angus designed for your ranch needs and community service radio 800 chab Moose Jaw Co-op is your one-stop summer shop. Whether you're hiding away in your backyard oasis, planning a family picnic in the park, or heading off to the lake, they have everything you need to make a good time an amazing time. Buns, meat, cool, refreshing beverages from their in-house liquor store, and so much more. Oh, wait, did you know that with every purchase, you earn equity and cashback membership benefits? Be a part of something bigger and become a co-op member today. Come on in and get your summer going with a visit to your Moose Jaw Co-op. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Mainly cloudy this afternoon with scattered showers and the risk of a thunderstorm, a high of 21. Tonight, showers with the risk of a thunderstorm, a low of 8. Tuesday, cloudy with a mix of sun and cloud near noon, a high of 16. Wednesday, sunny, a high of 20. Thursday, cloudy with a chance of showers, a high of 19. And Friday, cloudy with a chance of showers and a high of 21. There will be a walk-in COVID-19 vaccine clinic at the Musha Exhibition Grounds tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. This clinic will be offering both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discovermusha.com or the Musha Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. 
Welcome back, friends. One of Mushjaw's biggest events of the summer is less than a week away. KPLS's Homestand 21 will kick off this Saturday, August 28, at Rothwells Park, with Canadian rock legend Barney Bentall headlining. The organizers down at River Street Promotions wanted to put on a show for the community and to raise money for a good cause while doing it. Proceeds are going towards mental health initiatives in the Prairie South School Division and to the beautification of Rosswell's Park. There will be food trucks, beer gardens, and a total of five different mu- musical artists hitting the main stage, and it can all be yours for just fifty-nine bucks. What more could you want? Our Courtney Fielder caught up with one of the acts making their way down for the show. Here's lead vocalist of the band Nice Horse, Katie Rocks. Thanks so much for chatting with me about、uh, the Homestand 21 Festival. Oh man, I am so excited! Like Moosha is genuinely one of my favorite places in all of Canada. I love it, and I'm always so excited when we get to go there. But we haven't played there. We've come to see you guys, but we've never played in Moosha. Yeah, we're really excited. Maybe for some of our our listeners that have never had a chance to see you guys perform live, what is a nice horse show like? Uh, it's pretty high energy.、Um, you know, we we are best friends. The whole point of starting this band was that we just wanted to play a bunch of party shows together, and so that's that's pretty much exactly what it is. We we really try to keep the energy going, and yeah, we just try to have a good time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and I know you guys have been doing a lot of shows lately, haven't you? Yes, I mean it wouldn't be a lot. In you know normally our summers were packed or we were playing all the time, but the fact that you know shows are coming back and we've been able to to hop on some some festivals and some some various events has been really really great. How was it for you guys to do like those first couple shows after being off the road for so long? It's it's different. It was very emotional. I will say some tears were shed、um, because you know when when COVID happened, to have everything just kind of you know felt like hitting a wall. We were really about to have probably one of our busiest summers, and so to sort of just slam into a wall and be told you know shows are off, and not just for us but for everybody,、um, it was it was hard.、Um, and so then you know never knowing we were going to come back, especially because it was like. Oh, things might be okay. Nope, it's not okay. Back to lockdown. It was like, when are we ever, if ever, going to get to do this again? And so I was definitely very overcome with emotions when I looked out, and I was like, here we are. We're back playing music, and there are people to play it for. And it, yeah, it, it felt good. Oh, that's awesome! And I know you kept your fans sane. You guys did a lot of awesome stuff throughout your socials, a lot of live streams, and everything over the official first lockdown. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't easy. We don't live; none of us live in the same city from each other, and in fact, we were split out across provinces. And so, it was really hard to do anything online. But we did what we could because, it, you know, of course, it was important to to stay connected to people. And you know, we're all, we're all in this together. So, oh, that's awesome! And I know too, you've been so busy with a nice horse and everything, releasing new music. How did it feel for you guys releasing music during everything? Said, like it's been crazy. <laughs> yes,、oh, thanks, Courtney. We could have a therapy session.、Um, it was, it was again. It was, it was hard, but it was good because it was a way to, you know, to keep the music flowing when we couldn't be out doing things the the way we were used to.、Um, but it was like you know, the even in a pandemic, the show must go on in any way that you can, and we still wanted to, you know, be like we're still here. We had been. 
just in the studio, right? But we were in studio February of 2020, so we had music ready to go, and it was like, okay, well, let's let's keep it going. Definitely. And, of course, it's led you guys to so many great releases that you've had over even this last year, uh, like high school. What can you tell us about this one? Yeah, that, I mean, that was a really fun song to record um, and to have out there. And, and the music video, you know, was something that we had to do ourselves. Um, but I I think it turned out really great. Brandy and Krista were at the, the helm of that, of a at-home project. We got some green screens and, you know, just, just went to town with that. And, yeah, it, it's one of my favorite songs that we have. Was that the first time you guys had, like, made your own music video? I... I'm trying to think of <laughs> so many things have happened because that's the second one. But no, I you know what what started? Why did we even have those green screens? I think it's, <laughs> things just progressed. You know, like it was like let's do a cover song. Okay, well we're not all together, so how can we make that happen? Well, we can get these screens and and you know and so it progressed to the point. And when we kept talking about how we were gonna how we were gonna make a music video without being together, and it's the cowgirl one was an animated one because mm-hmm. that was a way of. Of, of doing that, but we, we did work with Tivoli Films. They're the ones who, who created that. Um, and then it just sort of escalated, and I think my idea for the high school video was to record a bunch of puppies in dog school, and the girls were like, no, no, we've got a better idea. <laughs> so I think they were right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that you guys, like, you're, you're just such, like, a fun band. Like you're saying, like, with your live shows you do, is just, like, so high energy and just, like, a great time overall, and we're looking forward to seeing that coming here to Moose Jaw uh, Saturday, August 28th for the Homestand 21 One Day Music Festival here in Moose Jaw, which I think this might be like the first big live music thing we've done in nearly two years in Moose Jaw. Oh my God. Well, we really, really can't wait to be there. Oh, it's awesome. And I know it's a great lineup too. There's Barty Bentall and uh, the Caribou Express, Dustin Bentall and uh, Casey and Clayton and JJ Shiplett too, which I've heard you guys have had a lot of chances to get to work with each other a little bit more, right? Yeah, we've been playing with him a lot lately, and I just think he is such a phenomenal person and a phenomenal musician. And so um, I'm always excited to have, to to see his name when, uh, associated with the same shows that we're playing. So I think he's incredible. But I think this entire lineup is absolutely incredible. So I'm excited to be there as a performer, but also as a music fan. Definitely. And I love, too, like... Uh, with everything with like proceeds and stuff are going towards with this one day music festival here, Moose Jaw, like with some of it going to the local school division and some of it going towards uh, mental health initiatives within the city as well. And then like the beautification of Roswell's Park, where the show's going to be happening. How does it feel for you guys as a band to be part of things that are helping out so many things within one community? Oh, it's really important to us, and um, this, um, with the proceeds going to use mental health, I do think that now more than ever, I think mental health has always been important, but I think that people have really been affected, no matter, you know, uh, because of what has gone on. I think it's been a really challenging time, and so um, being there to support and for people to know that, that there is, is help for that, and they're not the only ones, and so to be able to be um, supporting that means a lot. Definitely. Well, is there anything that you would like to say to your fans that are so looking forward to seeing you guys right here in Moose Jaw on Saturday, August 28th? Honestly, we just can't wait to be there. We're so excited. Thanks again to Courtney and Katie. We've got a sampling of Nice Horses music coming up right now.
I know I'm excited, and I hope you are too. The weather's going to be great, the atmosphere perfect, and it's a great way for the family to say goodbye to summer before school starts again. And that's the show, folks. Thanks for joining me once again. Don't touch that dial. Coming up are some of the best of Carney's comments. Have a great afternoon. 
campers, are you with me? Summer's a bummer if I don't get out RVing and boating. Moose Jaw RV and Marine. Get your summer singing. Family fun and freedom. That's the name of that tune. Moose Jaw RV and Marine. On the water or in the campground. We refuse to be undersold. New inventory arriving weekly. MooseJawRVMarine.com Yeah! Hey, it's Brendan Labatt, and I'm a proud member of the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. Did you know that every SWF membership supports outdoor education opportunities for over 25,000 Saskatchewan youth and adults each year? Join our team and keep Saskatchewan wild. Get your membership, or to learn more about our benefits, visit swf.sk.ca or call 1-877-SWF-WILD. And now, another rock and roll history lesson on 800-CHAB. Back in 1969, Joni Mitchell was scheduled to perform at the Woodstock Music and Arts Festival, but ended up canceling due to a prior booking. That didn't stop her from writing about the legendary concert. Well, everybody has heard about Woodstock. In fact, she said that not being there gave her a deeper appreciation for just how important the event was on a cultural level, and it led to one of the biggest hits of her career. Joni Mitchell first performed her classic hit, Woodstock, live just one month after the historic festival. Following that, the song was recorded by a number of other groups, including Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and the British band Matthew Southern Comfort. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson, brought to you by Halstead Denture Clinic. Call Lynn, the third generation, for all your denture needs. C&S Builders, building Moose Jaw's history since 1953. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at LBBD Auto Body. Hi, I'm Terry, and we are proud to say that we now have the highest level of accreditation for safe and quality collision repair in town. And it's all just a little bit of history repeating. Time now for the best of Carney's comments. I took some time yesterday to look for some inspiration, something to talk about on this, the Daily Commentary. I opened up the laptop and read a few news stories. I scrolled through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I couldn't really find anything that I found to be compelling. So I gave up, thinking I might find something in the morning. I did. The inspiration came from the Moose Jaw District paramedics on social media at about 6.30 this morning. The post reads, Monday Motivation. Respect your body when it's asking for a break. Respect your mind when it's seeking rest. Honor yourself when you need a moment for yourself. A number of local people are reacting with likes and shares, which is good to see. And as I finished writing this short piece just after 7.30 this morning, how timely that the Doobie Brothers song, Listen to the Music, came on CHAB, and the lyrics made my day. What the people need is a way to make them smile. It ain't so hard to do if you know how. Oh, I know how. It's just not always easy. I'm Rob Carney. <laughs> 